What is happening, people of the interwebs? It is Todd Frazier again here, your host on the Do Things Podcast, and I am jacked out of my mind right now because I am sitting with a living legend in his own studio. Uh, I'm with Mikhail Alphon. Mikhail, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Thank you for getting my name right. Yeah, did I do it right? Yeah. Look at that. Do people get it wrong? Dude, I get Afron, Aflon. But it's very clearly L before F. I, I get Miguel. There's no Miguel. There's no G. Hold on, Miguel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that's not my name. Michael, I can deal with Michael because it's like M- Mikhail, It's not common here. Right. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you, and absolutely. thank you for having me on your podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for opening up your studio. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, so we're here. I just was on his podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, you got to check out the podcast. But with Mikhail Alfon on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, it's, it's everywhere you listen to podcasts, people. So you need to check it out. Uh, but this is really a, a cool opportunity because I found that we have a lot in common, mm-hmm. just from a mindset place, and we didn't have like similar upbringings, but we have a very similar way we operate, which is really, really cool. And I like talking about that with people and getting to hear the story behind why that is. And really the whole purpose of this podcast is to help people to take action. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that through a story that connects with someone that is in the exact same place or knows somebody in that exact same place, that's what it's all about. I just want to help people, man. So why don't you give us a little, like a little quick bio and then we'll just dive into uh, some amazing things. Sure. So, uh, my name is Mikhail. I was uh, born in born in L.A., but raised in Orange County, and uh, I love it down here. I tried to move out a couple times, but it's not going to work. I think it's just, hard, right? It's, it's hard. I think I'm just going to stay in Orange County forever, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, and you know, when I was growing up, I mean, I had a pretty normal like normal childhood. My mom got me Nintendo 64. Oh, which was favorite cool. game? Favorite uh, game. Dude, 007. Oh, Golden so Knight. good. There was no other game that mattered. <laughs> it was so good. Did you have like all-nighters with your buddies oh, yeah. playing GoldenEye all the time? Yeah, those it's are some so of the best great. times of my life. It's it's like the stuff nowadays, like Fortnite, come on. Yeah. Not even real. I just missed the days where the thing that I had to worry about was like whether or not my my friend was being cheap by using proximity <laughs> bombs everywhere. Yeah, right. You're cheap, bro. I hated those. <laughs> Like that was the worst thing ever. Yeah. The worst thing ever. But you stayed up late at night thinking about it and knowing when your buddy did that, you knew which one was going to do oh, yeah. it. And it, could you do it first, right? I, exactly. That was the thing. Those are the simple days. But everything was my everything was great. Um, you know, when I was 18, I went to high school and and decided to do fresh start, which was essentially homeschooling. Um, cool. but it was primarily cuz I wanted to work full time. I couldn't really stick in four walls. I was saying like how um, I used to fall asleep in math class and history class. Mm-hmm. I, that's not a joke. The teacher would think that she was like being clever by having me sit up front. This was the distance between us. I would fall asleep <laughs> right in front of her. It didn't matter what time of day. What did she do to wake you up? Like, what was the thing on the desk? Yeah, yeah that's going to be fun in post, but that's it's like, be great. that's exactly what she did. <laughs> I woke up um, and that was basically it. And, you know, I thought I wanted to be a flight nurse. And what, wait, what's a flight nurse? A nurse that is in helicopters and saves oh, people. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Actually, I didn't think I wanted to be a flight nurse. I wanted to be a flight nurse. Yeah. Yeah. I was what, a nurse. What made you want? I know you were a nurse, yeah. a flight nurse. What? That's super unique. badass. Like, come that on. That is awesome. Like, can I come down from a helicopter and save somebody's life? Is there anything better? Probably that's, not. That's pretty epic. <laughs> I didn't even know that was like a thing. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. I think on like on a lot of uh, um, like fire engines, mm-hmm. there there'll be an RN and mm-hmm. a paramedic, and I think that's kind of the same on a, on a helicopter as well. Gotcha. So you wanted to be the nurse, not a paramedic, right? I wanted to be a nurse. What was different? Um, 
I'm Filipino, so we become nurses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ingrained in your culture. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I'm, but both my parents were nurses growing up. Okay. Right. So like okay. it was, it was there. This was back in like oh six or so when I started school, or oh five when I started nursing school. Mm-hmm. The wait list to get into the RN program was really tough, so I ended up going the LVN route first with the plan of gotcha. taking the bridge program. Mm. Um, but what happened was there was a lot of stuff that went on with my family, primarily because my dad he. Uh, you know, he was messing around with our identities and mm. embezzling money. Uh, wow! And he, he ended up doing that with my identity and to my your nursing, identity, yeah, and with my nursing license. And oh, yeah. And l- let me, before people feel really bad for me, um, first of all, don't. It was probably one of the better things to ever happen to me. Now hold on, stop right there. Yeah, for you to have that perspective is huge. Yeah. For something to be so horrible and happen and you be like, wait, now hold on guys, don't mm-hmm. feel bad for me. It was the best thing that ever happened. You you it would be worse if I had continued down my path because I was a spoiled OC brat. Uh-huh. That's it. I had I had three cars before I was sixteen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because like my parents like gifted me like this rodeo sport with two doors and I just didn't like it. And so they just got a different car for me wow you know mind you this is with the money that my dad was like sure, right, right, but it's right. like but that was my life that's yeah. all i knew yeah um and then the other part of that too is before you make judgments on my dad he adopted me and treated me better than my biological father did mm. and treated me like more of a son than anybody else his family is so tight with me i'm not even close to my mom's side mm. my my dad's a good man he made some mistakes yeah that's it uh, that did take a long time to get to. Oh, sure. I'm sure that I mean? wasn't day one. Yeah, no. But like he, he's a good man. He's he, he definitely did the best he can. Um, so anyways, so that's what he was doing. Um, couldn't get a job because apparently <laughs> jobs like they'll take a they'll do a background check, especially in 08, which was hard yeah. to get a job. Oh, yeah. I got denied a job from Burger King. You know what I mean? What? Wait, just like fry cook guy. Yeah. Whoa. Cashier. Well, it's hard to get a cashier job when there's like a lawsuit for half that's a million true. dollars over that, your head. That kind of flags a lot of people probably. And when I think that's interesting to say, like we both went through 08. Mm-hmm. Like you had that happen in 08. I had 08 with the real estate and, mm-hmm. and took a dive. There's a lot of people out there that don't even know what that's like. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people out there that haven't had to go through that, which we both know is probably coming again yeah. here fairly soon. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, wait, actually for me, I was still a nurse back then, but like th- it didn't get any better by 2010 is no. when I really had to deal with it. Right. right? So, um, yeah, so that was tough. So I actually started playing poker full time. Um, no. Okay. Now, so I've heard this. <laughs> now, what got you into playing poker full time? Like, I know it's on ESPN. Those, sure. so, so that was oh, 09, 10. It was big back then. Yeah, for really sure. Big. Well, the first thing was I couldn't get a job, so I had to yeah. figure out a way to make money. Now, it sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. Uh, when I started playing poker, I was awful. Um, right. Yeah, but I met a guy. I went to a home game around here. I met a guy and you know played at his game, and I knew a bunch of people. Told him I'd bring all the people. Um, he loved having me at the game because I would create a ton of action and lose all my money. You know <laughs> of what course. I mean? Why wouldn't yeah. he love that? So right. like he loved that. But in exchange, he started teaching me how to play cards correctly. Oh, yeah. Cool. So he was like your card mentor. Yeah. And he ended up being like, well, my dad was in prison. He like, I just had dinner with him two nights ago. And it's like, and the calendar invite says father, son dinner. That's awesome. You know, he, he really took care of me. That's super cool. Um, and, uh, but anyways, he told me so how did to he fund your, your gambling then too at his. So, yeah. okay, cool. He staked me quite a bit, got me started and we ran a couple home games around Orange County as well. Okay. Um, 
so that's really where you know I was probably I was a little bit better than break even sure uh, playing cards at the time because I still like I had a knack for like I don't know I don't know if it would be a knack if it's a negative thing but I would play a lot bigger than I was supposed to um, now in a good way or in a bad way I think that it's a good thing to play bigger than you're supposed to I 100% <laughs> agree I love this my my coach will will or you know my coach will say it's not a good thing but I'm now better than him so right it's fine and he'll he'll, he'll he knows he'll that. Admit that yeah playing heads up like he'll still crush my soul because i think there's something that like in my mentally head. you're stuck on that it's right it's, it's but if coach. we're at a but if we're at a table like and we go and we go on a four or five day bender like i'll walk away with more money than him every single time um why do you still do you still play uh occasionally if i can find the time yeah. you know because it's like it's a four to six hour thing for me oh, yeah and um and it's like by that time with how much you know i work and wanting to have a real life like right. I want to I love being around people mm -hmm. so that's something that I couldn't really get around and that's kind of why I stopped playing cards is because I wanted to be around good people right there's unfortunately not a lot of great people that frequent card rooms that's probably true yeah it's, and well especially probably home games home games Ocean's Eleven Casino yeah you know it's like it's when you're regular at a casino it's kind of weird that is kind of for me huh yeah, my mom. I mean, actually, my mom was pretty supportive of it at one point. But that is a real profession. I mean, yes, it's gambling, and a lot of those of us that just go to Vegas on a weekend and we hit the slots or we hit the craps table or whatever, it's fun. It's entertainment. I always look at it like I'm going to lose X amount of dollars because it's just entertainment. So I don't have that. You don't have that. Not when it comes to poker. Oh man. And I don't play any other game. I don't drink when I'm playing cards. Like I think maybe I'll have one beer. But I don't have that. No matter how casual the game is, we can play for $2,000 or $20. I want to make money, and I want to take it from you. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm there to win. That, and so that was, the, that was the mindset, seriously, that my, that my coach and I have very different. He's a very conservative player. Mm -hmm. And he used to tell me, you got to play to not lose. I'm like, what, the, what is that? Sound, that doesn't sound like a good idea at yeah, all. Yeah, and I was like, play to not lose. I'm there to win. Mm -hmm. My problem at the time, though, was like I wanted to win every single chip on the table. Ah, okay. After, but you know, and I think the secret to that, and what has kind of taught me to, I don't know, be maybe a better business owner, is that mm -hmm. like it's not about that one session. It's mm -hmm. not about today. Like poker is a lifelong game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, you're not you're you're not, I don't know, you're not defined by one session. It's like right. how did you do lifetime? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that you we were talking before we started the podcast about. Uh, the Tony Robbins uh, quote that says you overestimate what you can do in a year, mm -hmm. but you underestimate what you can do in 10 years. Is mm -hmm. that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, like exactly. it's, it's a long game. Yeah. It's not a quick right now uh, instant yeah, kind of deal. For sure. Now, if you, I'm playing roulette, then it's like, okay, I'm going to well, lose okay. this. Sure. You know? But it's a different game. Yeah. But when I'm playing poker, I'm there to win. So do you take that, do you take that mentality now from a, uh, just a mental capacity in everything that you do? Or is it just, business and competitive things like is is it always is mikhail always about i'm gonna get all of this that i can right now it's hmm. a good question definitely when it comes to pizza a hundred percent because you can't leave a slice you can't leave a slice no that's no there's just it's wrong <laughs> um when it you know i i don't know if there's much there's there's much outside of my life outside of business and my you know and my close relationships yeah. things like that like i want to know and be good friends with like as many people as I can. Yeah. I love people. I love getting to know people. Um, but definitely when it comes to business, when it comes to playing poker, like I want all of it. You right. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, 
I want other people to win. Right. But I think that I should just win more. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially especially when you own your own business and you're going down the the path of I need to support myself and my family. Mm. There is a there is a reality that says I need to win. Right. If it puts someone now, we talked earlier about Ty Lopez, sure. and I don't know if we want to get into that and get you all hot and bothered <laughs> again. But, <laughs> but there is a level of yes, you have to do what you have to do, but you also have to take into account what you might or might not be doing to other people. Right. Right. So there's an ethics standpoint that comes to all of that. So here's how I look at it, and I know it sounds like and and uh, I, excuse me to the listener that if I, it sounds like I'm mansplaining, I'm really not trying to do that. If you don't understand poker, poker is not about gambling and it's not about bluffing or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's about making optimal decisions over and over and over again so you can make a profit, mm-hmm. which is business. Uh-huh. You know what I which mean? Which is life. Which is life, 100%. And for me now to say that I want to win, I want to make all of it, is because I right now I employ six people. Mm-hmm. And I have a girlfriend who I eventually want to marry and have a kid with and a dog with. Mm-hmm. Be careful, you might have twins. Be careful. I'm just saying. It, it pops out of nowhere. Apparently it runs know. on her side of the okay. family. Please do not put that into the universe. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Boom, you just got four kids. You know, and... Okay, so I have four kids plus the, like, plus my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to win it all because I want to create a good life for them. Absolutely. Like, straight up, like, I'll say... Like, I'm still in technically the beginning stages of my business. Mm-hmm. My employees make more money than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it. They uh, they have afforded me the opportunity to sit here with you and like do this. Now this is my job, right? right. But it's just like I I want it all because I don't want I I want a life like you have, where Alexa doesn't have to worry about whether or not she needs mm-hmm. to work. Her she has like carpal tunnel, like oh, early yeah. signs of carpal tunnel. Uh-huh. She's a hairstylist. It's like she's 32 years old oh, or wow. 31 years old. It's like, dude, I don't want you to have to worry about yeah. that. I want. Carly to be able to buy a brand new car. I want Nelson to like be able to put his kids through the best college. I want, you know, just all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I want a private jet. So it's like right. no big deal. <laughs> like no big deal. But but that's if really Ruffalo what it is. dollar can do it, yeah. then Mikhail can do it. <laughs> um I talked to my friend Dane. I'm sorry I'm running on, but no, he you're had fine. he had this he had this moment when I interviewed him and he said, If if you're contributing to other people being broke because you have a poor work ethic, that's a completely different level. And oh, it's yeah. like, I'm, that's kind of my head. It's like, I'm like, I'm not going to contribute to other people being broke. So yeah. I need it all. Right. Yeah. Because you're not. And, and I think it's important to say what I'm hearing you say is you want it all because you're going to give it to others. Yeah. Like, 100%. yes, you want it all. And if, if we can have a jet, great. But if I can employ six, seven, 12, 30 people and my girlfriend, soon to be wife of four, doesn't oh, have to work, right? Like, <laughs> okay, this guy, Mikhail just fainted. <laughs> He's on the ground. Hopefully, he gets up soon. All right, um, but no. But what you're saying is, is I think it on the surface it sounds selfish to say I want yeah. it all. But if you look at it and you really unpack it, you're saying I want it all because I want to take care of people. Yeah, and I want to make it good for other people. And look, and I know that that's kind of a trite thing to say, but it's if you look at my actual history mm-hmm. in life, like you would actually know that this is true. Mm-hmm. I don't buy things for myself. Mm-hmm. Actually, every bit of Star Wars memorabilia that you have that I have in here, mm-hmm. I did not buy it. People bought it for me, which is really nice. Yeah. I don't buy things for myself. I'd prefer buying it for somebody else. And the other thing that I think that people need to get over is that it's not a bad thing to want to be successful. A hundred percent. It's not a bad thing to want to be rich. It would be a bad thing to want to be rich so that you can like do bad things, I guess. But that's not bad. And I think that, you know, you're, it's all about balance. You're a little bit older than me, so you kind of, I mean, 
there was still like winners and losers when you played baseball right you know or football rather there I, I played both oh okay you yeah. played both that makes sense yeah <laughs> actually todd frazier is also a baseball player okay so that's today. the worst thing in the world because when you google my name mm-hmm. i am nowhere it's baseball Todd Frazier. <laughs> He's haunted me forever. We're the same age. He was in the Little League World Series. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you got Ty Lopez. I've got the other Todd Frazier. <laughs> I guess, you know, but wh- I digress. So, yes, I don't think it's bad at all right. to, to want it all, mm-hmm. especially when the motivation behind it is not selfish. I mean, a little bit selfish because you got to pay the bills. Sure. You got to eat. Yeah. You got to take care of whatever you got to take care of, but it's to help others. Right. And, and your business, that's one thing I love about service business. Mm-hmm. We both run service businesses. We help other people in their journey. Right. And I think there's, there's something special about that that says, I don't have a widget to fix. I don't, I don't have duct tape to fix your hole. Right. Right. I'm going to come with you and I'm going to show you the things or I'm going to help you p- patch the hole to make sure that it doesn't leak anymore. Right. Right. And I think that mentality that you have of, I want it all is not for you as much as it is for other people, which I think is huge. Yeah. Right. And honestly, like there's another part of that too, where it's like when my dad was in prison, my brother was in India with my family because mm-hmm. we couldn't take care of him here. Unfortunate with my dad's side of the family, like my mom, we grew up in mission Viejo. to the listener who doesn't know, like mission Viejo mm-hmm. is a pretty affluent area. Super affluent. However, we had holes in the wall on food stamps. There's a family living upstairs in my mom's like master bedroom. My mom's sleeping on the couch. She gave me the futon, you know what I mean? Because, you know, she wanted me to have the nice bed. Sure. I never want to be there again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no way. And like right now, like we haven't fully recovered from what went on. And it's like my mom's going to be 67 or something. Like, I don't have to, want her to have to worry about retirement. Yeah. So it's just like. I don't know what the difference, I know that I don't want to struggle. I know I don't want my family to struggle and I just don't know the difference between enough and all. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, no, I got you yeah. well, because honestly enough is never enough because right. there's always more. Right. And then that's just a human desire, a human nature. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just ingrained in us. I yeah. think that's from creation to say, we just want more. And right. I think that's so evident in society and culture. It's all about the more like it's Christmas right now which is my favorite part of the year. Like right. it's literally the best time ever. I listen to Christmas music starting in July. Yeah. So like that's, I'm, I love Christmas, but the commercialization and all the more, 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 I mean, like it's ads all over the place. I mean, in advertising, we can appreciate that because mm-hmm. you know, people pay our bills by running the ads at this time of year. Right. But there's so much about the stuff and the more mm-hmm. that there's, I think there's a, there's a, there's a switch that has been flipped to focus on ourselves as opposed to focusing more for others. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can take that and you can and you can use it for good, yeah. like as opposed to using it for the dark side, yeah. I think that makes that makes a big difference. As excellent salesmen, because I know you are one too, <laughs> you're always walking a fine line between good and evil. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like we can tell people to give us money and we could run away with it if we want, yes. but we never do. Right. Um, and, you know, focusing on ourselves, I think that's not a bad thing. And that's another thing that people need to get over, too. It's like, yes, it is good to be altruistic. I mm-hmm. believe in this. I want to help everybody get up, like come up. However, like I know that I cannot do that if I'm not right with myself. Right. My mom and I didn't talk for a year and a half because it was just not a good relationship mm. for us at the time. Like, I think I got over what happened with my family. Um, and she didn't. And she was kind of still in that, to mm-hmm. be honest. And she does this. If she listens, she She'd be like, oh, right, here we go. Mom, I hope you're listening. We love you. Yeah, no, I love I love her. She's, dude, my mom and I are 
probably more tight than most like guys and their mom. You know what yeah. I mean? We went through some weird stuff together and like got out of it. We used to l- listen to like Papa Roach like coming out like. Did like, you really? Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. I learned about Rage Against the Machine from my mom. That's awesome. Yeah, she's rad. Um, but there was a year and a half where we didn't talk because you know. I think she missed my brother who was away at college. Mm. She missed me. My dad's in India right now. Like, and he's not coming back essentially. And it's just like, and she missed me and she hadn't got over that. But, and like, I knew that if I spent as much time with her as I had, I was never going to progress. So I literally took a year and a half. We did not speak other than on like, uh, Easter and her Mm -hmm. birthday Mm -hmm. and where I took her to brunch. And even then we kind of fought about it because she was like, oh, you never come see me. And I tried to explain to her what was going to happen, what was happening. But now we're removed from that. Now I invite my mom over to come and like, mom, like I have stuff to do. Do you just want to come over, have some dinner, watch a movie while I work on the laptop? Sure. She loves it. And now like I can be like, mom, do you want me to buy you dinner? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now it's kind of come around. It's not mm-hmm. perfect yet, but now I have like the mental and emotional capability to do that as well as a little bit of the financial, which is great. Yeah. And she's coming over to my home. Right. You know what I mean? Which it makes me feel good about that. And I know she's proud, but Brett, like sometimes you got to do it. Like I, I say all the time, it's like sometimes you got to love people from a distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, especially if you want to be better for them. So there's nothing wrong with working on yourself a little Absolutely. bit. Well, and I think that a lot of times we, especially like for me at, in, in the faith and in the church, there's this service attitude that we're supposed to take. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to serve, but there is so much time that you can spend serving that then you burn yourself out and then you're no good in service. Sure. And I think that's true in every walk of life. So if you're not able to say, look, I need to make sure that not from a selfish standpoint, but from a, an altruistic standpoint that I'm okay, mm-hmm. that I'm doing what I need to do and that I'm able to move forward to help other people. Mm-hmm. That's all part of it. And it's balanced. Like yeah. you can't say that one's greater than the other. It's all specific to the person and at the time. So that's, and I think that's just true for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think that that's something that is unique to you or to myself. That's literally, that's just how life is. Right. And it's never perfect. Yeah. Because if it were perfect, then we wouldn't even have this podcast. Yeah. Right. If, 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 if life was perfect and things happened that were perfect, then why would we need to talk about the stuff that sucks? Yeah. Why in the world would we need to even bring up issues that came up in life? Because, oh, it'll be perfect eventually. Yeah. There's no way. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So you've had you've had a lot happen for you you've had you've had a ton that you've gone through and you've you've made it out on top Mm -hmm. at least as far as i know you've made it out on top um but i think there's something for a lot of people like my whole vision and my whole message is that you have to take action even though you don't know what's going to happen right you don't know what's on the other side of the wall we talked about in your podcast the analogy of a wall and on the other side there's either a pot of gold or there's another obstacle one of the two it's never just empty right right so for you, when you started on the the, the business owner path, when mm-hmm. you started to say, I'm going to start a business, mm-hmm. like what was it that triggered for you that said, this is when I'm going to take action, even though I really have no idea what I'm doing? Yeah. Because at some point you don't. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> 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 um, so after I stopped playing poker, um, you, my coach was like, you know, you can't, I was drinking a lot, like doing the thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, you're not going to continue living like this. I'm either going to pay for you to go to school or you can get a job. So I got a job and it was for a local SEO firm. You've heard of Mm -hmm. these like press one to get on the first page of Google or whatever. So I was the person on the other line. That was 
awful. You were the collar guy? I was the collar guy. Oh, man. I was one of many collar guys. Um, but it was if you've seen The Boiler Room, it's exactly like that. I love that movie. Yeah, it's FYI. great. Yeah. yeah. If it The Boiler Room, Wolf of Wall Street, like we used to watch The Boiler Room before we started the day. Like people would quote it. First, The Boiler really? Room. Really? Yeah. People. First of all, the boiler room was so meta because, like, the, remember that scene where they're watching um, the Grecos? I can't remember. Yeah. With, with Michael Douglas and yeah. whoever and Charlie Sheen. They're watching the scene. They're all repeating the line line by line. Like, it's almost as if the director knew that, they, that people were going to be salesmen watching that movie, watching them doing the lines because I know that whole movie. Yeah. As you do. Probably. Yeah. And right. It, yeah. So I was in telemarketing, worked there, and I was a great salesman. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could do that. It was a great salesman. And then about a couple years into it, I realized that, um, or I started working in operations. I kind of got burnt out on doing phone sales and having people hang up on me and curse at me all day. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up working in operations, and then I realized that they weren't doing anything. That like The company wasn't doing a good job for the people that they were, you know. Really? Yeah, that they okay. were... Um, that they were calling their customers. And one time somebody picked up, picked up the phone and I finally, I finally forgot her name, but I know her business. She had a massage uh, therapy business and she called me out by name. She's like, Mikhail, do you know that your company is stealing business owners money? And for some of us, it's the last amount. It's the last thousand dollars that we have. Wow. And I remember like getting off that call. I went outside, sat on the back of my dad's truck. I was using my dad's truck at at the time. And I, I just broke down. I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm. And so that's when I thought to myself, I was like, dude, I'm just going to start a business. Like I'm going to do. And at that time, like social media marketing was still coming up mm-hmm. a little bit. I was like, I can do something tangible for somebody. I can, I can control what's going on. Cause mm-hmm. I know that I can sell them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know that I have the integrity to figure out the rest, mm-hmm. you know? So that was kind of that defining moment was like, I didn't want to hurt people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Well, and you look at the other, it's on the other side of the phone mm-hmm. and you have to have empathy and you have to put yourself in that person's position to say, Oh man, this is, there's real people on the other end of this Holy phone. crap. I just re- realized that that was from like, my life is boiler room. Your life is boiler room. Cause remember there was the guy Yeah, yes. and he felt bad for the guy and yeah, he, he ran a casino. House. Yeah. 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 Oh, he ran a casino That's got it. into telemarketing and then thing. You My life is boiler room. You should ask for your royalties. I should. They'll send them. That was crazy. Will. That's nuts, man. I never really actually put all that together until right now. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So you decided to take an action and you started to start this business mm-hmm. and not knowing anything, but you did it. Mm-hmm. And now you're here and you've got blue light mm-hmm. and you guys do a lot of great stuff. Like Thank you. you have multiple podcasts mm-hmm. and the Tuesday show mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much that you're putting out there that had you not taken that action, this wouldn't exist. Right. Right. Like yeah. n- never. You could have just gone and gotten another job at, or gotten rejected for another job at Burger King and, <laughs> and then like just gone about your business, right? Yeah, I think from an early age and I started to put it together in the last couple of years, I realized that like I didn't want to be in a classroom, mm-hmm. couldn't stand somebody else telling me where to be. I didn't want to learn what they wanted to learn as a nurse. It was cool. I enjoyed being a nurse, mm-hmm. but well, you're helping people. I was helping people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved being a nurse. It was something I was like proud of. Mm-hmm. I remember my, I used to work at a coffee shop and the owner of the coffee shop wanted me to work on this project with him. I can't remember what the project was, but he looked at me and said, you could be so much greater than a nurse. 
And I had wow. no clue what he was saying. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm greater than a nurse. That's not what I'm trying to no. say. But I, he saw a potential in me to do something else. Like, shout to all the nurses. They're underpaid. They put in so many hours. Oh, so like, many they're hours. So, like, they're so knowledgeable. They might as well all be doctors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, Well, they make the decisions for the doctors from what I hear. Yeah. Most <laughs> of the time, yes. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. It's like, but then when I played poker, I think I got my first taste of autonomy over my time Mm. and ever since that like i don't think i could ever go back to like working for somebody else if all of this like fell apart tomorrow i'd find a way to make the five thousand dollars a month i need to live yep you know what i'm saying so absolutely i think that's just something that is either it's not you have it or you don't but it's a little bit you have it or you don't it's a lot I think that because I think everybody can try sure and I think that's what's put out there is that everybody should try yeah and I think you should try yeah but at some point you need to realize are you that kind of person yeah because it's rough it's hard Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work and you got to love it yeah right but it affords you a lot of uh, there's a lot of value to being able to be a business owner but there's a ton of stress right Uh, I love it obviously you love it I do yeah yeah I do love it I mean there's it's I love it. Like, yeah. you know, it's some of the decisions are really hard. You know what I mean? Like I want, like I said earlier, it's like, I want everybody to make like $250,000 a year to just take pictures and selfies all day. Like that's right. like what I want. Cause that's all you do. Yeah. That's, selfies and butterflies. <laughs> selfies and butterflies is my <laughs> life. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, so some of those decisions are hard, but you know, um, but overall, yeah, I do love it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And you got to love it. That's part of the thing, man. I, well, you know what? I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, it's been, well, me being here to have you be here. It's, it's the whole thing. <laughs> like it's a circle. Uh, but I think we're going to have you on again at some point sure. because I think this is great. Uh, and I think I want to get together with you and pick your brain a little bit more about this podcasting because you've been doing it a little longer than I have. Sure. And you can always have wisdom from people that have done it before you guys and I think that's a huge thing you should take away from this so Mikhail thanks so much for being here absolutely Uh, make sure if you're listening to this you're going to get out there and do a thing you're not going to let anything stop you there's nothing in your past that could keep you from doing something that's going to make your future better Um, but you got to start be as scary as it might be am I right 100% alright guys thanks for being here I'm Todd Frazier this is Mikhail Alphon (laughs) and we will see you on the next episode peace